are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flanked War Team Yankee Federation Nam and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pans as flat as the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy has a hobby hard on for Warhounds. If nice, dicey advice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, a podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the desert, and I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Never Go Full Norton Gosling. Always go full Norton. Demand, demand your um writing credit on the Hulk and then threaten to never do it again. And and watch as people laugh at you and cast another actor. <laughs> yeah. And Lee, it's not COVID, it's a cold Parnell. <laughs> It's like my, my wife keeps telling me you get COVID test for it. It's definitely a cold. How do, how do you well, know? How do you know? I haven't, got, I, haven't lost, I haven't got weird taste. You know, my, my taste is still very You have got weird taste. I've talked to painting. Welcome to episode 47, the one where we talk about war in the desert while Fez is in a different desert. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight, we have our Fate of a Nation special. Um, on, on the basis of popular demand, i.e. two tweets... Um, we have basically uh, <laughs> that's too much You tweet. asked for it, yes. That's, uh, that's like it. A, a huge jump in our um, social media engagement. I'm going to be honest. Um, we're going to be talking about um, Fate of the Nation, um, why we think it's the best system, um, and how you get into it, what, what how to play it, and then we're going to look at how you can then use those forces or some of them for um, Team Yankee in Oil Wars. Double yeah. bubble. Well, so very... you have to do is swap over like all your turrets from your different tanks. Oh, do you? Yeah, you know, you just you go well. That that you know that Sherman's lovely, but if I put this you know AMX thirteen turret on it, play <laughs> the nation. Oh yeah, that's a lovely that's a lovely yeah T thirty four. But what it really needs is this artillery piece on top. Fate of a nation. Fate of a Nation. Is it Fate of a Nation or is it The Fate of a Nation? I can never remember. Um, fate I should probably nation. get that straight. It is just singular. Fate, just fate. of a Nation. Or Foan. Just, just one or fate. Phone. Yeah, Foan. Don't be a phone. Foan-y. Foan. Foan. Anyway, what have we been painting first? Faces, bases, something, and... No, no. Uh, we're not doing, not doing that. It's just that we're just doing Fate of a Nation... It's a, special, it's a special episode. We're just going to do a you mean I don't have to roll on the table of shame and get an even bigger pile of things? No, we'll save that for the next episode we, with the West German stuff. Oh. No, we can do, because we can make him paint something for him. <laughs> you, that, that, that's not... Yeah. Okay. Eddie, do you, do you want to paint 10 BTR-60s? I've already <laughs> painted 31 T-34s. <laughs> just to find out how horribly broken they were and then vowed never to use them again. Well, whose fault's that? This is much the Harry Broken. Harry Broken, when, when the other player is playing at 1970, the peak of 1973, and only has six tanks. <laughs> we, can, we can discuss this. We can discuss this. This is good content. Don't, don't, don't. You know, 
I was going to say don't blow your load, but that's that's probably the wrong expression. Um, yeah, exactly. Don't blow, don't blow yeah. Save your powder. Save your powder. So um, let's talk about what Fate of Nation is first. So, Duncan, what is the best describe system that Battlefront miniatures makes? Give us an overview on Fate of a Nation. So, Fate of a Nation is the. Would you could describe it as a subsystem? A it was a standalone. It was a standalone book yeah. that, that came out to allow you to play the 1967 and 1973 wars between um, various uh, Arab states and Israel. So um, it, I, I'm sure it was, it was brought out as one single volume, wasn't it? It, uh, it, um, it was a freebie with War Games Illustrated. I oh, was at the very first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The old version very, very first one. Two rules. Oh, yeah, that's think. right. And, it was and only there was a second... Seven campaign. Yeah, oh, okay. Six-day yeah. Six yeah, war, not Yom Kippur. Okay. Yes. And then the second... They were, in version three, there was a separate system that also covered Fate which I still... I think it's pretty close to how it is now. I don't think there was an awful lot that changed in between. Yeah, it, um, it, it, again, it didn't but, cover Yom Kippur. It was just Six Day War again. But it did yeah. expand expand the, the content, some of the like, like paratroops in for the Israelis yep. and some bits and pieces and then, for the Egyptians. When was this published? Because this tone, because well, it's hardback as well, 20, it's lovely. It's back in 2016. 2018? 2016, yeah. Really, when we start the podcast... Well, mine says 2018 in the back of it. Yeah, mine says that as well. That's what I said, wasn't it? 2018? First published in Britain, 2018. Yeah. That's what I said, 2018. We said 2016 a minute ago. Oh, did I? Sorry. Are you sure it's a cold and not something more serious, mate? A stroke or something. It's not COVID. I was going to say it's not COVID. It's a long stroke thing, but I think that's something different as well. The um, so yeah, going back. Meanwhile, back at the point, the um, the supplement that came out, the hardback one, was published. I think it was published by Osprey, wasn't it? It was the first, I think, the, the first joint publication from Osprey and Battlefront, um, and it covered the main belligerents in Israel, Syria, Jordan, and Egypt. So everything yeah. was self-contained. You had the rules. You had the um, the army lists. Everything that you would normally get in a single volume came in one, one massive weighty tome. Two hundred and something odd pages of glory. Hard, absolute glory. Yeah. Hard oh, back. it's lovely. It's not A five, is it? It's a little bit bigger than A five. Yeah, it's not A four. It's not A five. It's it's a weird. It's a very strange. I don't know if it's a, a book dimension. If that makes sense. It's like an osprey, osprey type size. Yeah. Book. yeah. Yeah, that connection. It's lovely. It was a lovely publication. I really, really liked it in hardback, and it stood the it stood the test of time. Yeah, because mine's been chucked to my figure case. It's actually held up quite nicely. Yeah. So I think that that's kind of it in a nutshell. If you if you're interested in playing any of the um, Arab-Israeli wars, um, you can pick up this one. One book, and it gives you. A, it's hard to describe because it was it Team Yankee. Was it was almost like its own thing, wasn't it? Because it had. It, yeah, cause it's, from, it's kind of it's kind of like yeah. a hybrid of version four Flames of War and version <laughs> one Team Yankee. 
Um, with more of a with sort of means it's quasi version two team Yankee, but there are a few little differences. Yeah. Um, and there are a few little rules in here, but say team Yankees to have like um, you know unit transports and um, bunkers and fi- and fixed art- and um, towed artillery. Yep. Yeah. But um, if you All play Team Yankee or 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 um, version four Fangs of War, you'll you'll pick up the rules fairly quickly because you know it's not dissimilar to either of those. No, it's the same system really, isn't it? In in its um, in its various form, yeah. I mean, eventually it will somehow fit into this checkpoint Charlie system that um, has been mentioned if it ever happens. But that would be nice. Yeah. Also expand the scope then if you can then take these have like um you no. Know, America, pitch them against Americans or Soviets and that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, I think I think the other thing for me is that because it does come at the moment in this one volume, it's it just feels very rounded. Yeah, you don't you don't need anything else. You need the one book. Um, it gives you everything you need in it. You can look at all the lists and peruse them at length. But um, yeah, it, it it it's a one stop shop for everything you need. I think it's got well, the usual stuff like a painting guide in it as well, hasn't it? And catalogue and all that not. It's got the missions, yeah. It's got a yeah. catalogue. Just so you can look at stuff. And... A lovely we, investment. We will say, in terms of actually buying it, generally shops had the starter sets, the unit cards, and the rules, but the actual miniatures are always direct sell only. So you have to yes. order the majority of miniatures from Battlefront. Yes, through their separate website. Yeah, you think you mentioned the painting guides as well, is they have the old Old, front paints model, yeah, miniature colours in it as opposed to the new Vallejo range. Mm -hmm. Which gets me very confused when I start looking at things. Yeah. Grey, green and sand. So let's go through the forces quickly. Um, Yep. So first one in the book is Israelis. And they get a whole host of different tank formations. I think they got the most tank formations. Probably, Egyptians probably come close as well. But you've got um, the Shawat Tank Company, which is their um, Centurion. The Magak um, Tank Company, which is their um, M48 chassis. Magak 6, which is the M60. The Sherman Tank Company, which covers the M50 and the M51 I Sherman. Which is basically um, the M50 being the one with the. Try to remember what it is. It's got. The 105, um, 5mm gun, the French 75, yeah. and the Eichelman being the French 105. Um, you've got Turan 5, which is the regunned um, T64 um, from the capture during the Six Day War. And then the AMX tank company, the AMX 13, which is a little Diddy tank company. It's important to note as well, he says, looking, that there isn't the option. No, ignore me, there is. Yeah, you can field black box units from the yeah. formation. Yeah, that is in there. I'll try to think. I couldn't remember if it was or wasn't in there. Yeah, I mean, you've got three infantry companies, which is their um, M3 um, half track mounted infantry, yep. the M113 mounted infantry, and then the paratroops. Who interestingly curse between half tracks if you so want them to be. Apparently they borrowed some, didn't just drop them out of the half out of parachute. Them. And finally you've got the Recce Company, which is a say uh, um, jeeps and half tracks, which are 
pretty yes. cool. Also, yes, they are. Yeah. I mean, so if we try to summarize how these radius play, these radius are very much for um, sort of high skill, low volume sort of army, aren't they? Uh, they are. To the Arab forces in general. So, something we should just quickly point out, actually, is that there is there is no guide within this as to what um, what forces are for which of the two wars. So 67 and 73. So you have to do a bit of your own uh, either research or you have to join the Facebook group and find the matrix that was put together, I believe, by the authors. Yes. Um, yep. To allow you to see which which is which, and we I think generally we'll we'll, we'll talk about this at some more, but I think generally we would we would probably suggest that you play in um, in uh, by period, otherwise you do get some lopsided things occurring. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, some of the stuff like the, even the Isham and Sherman that still fought in both wars, even though it was creaking a bit by uh, seventy three, is still still present. So yeah, you just need to bear that in mind when you're playing. I think. Or, or putting together forces. But you're, yeah, you're absolutely right, Lee. With the um, with the forces you've got, the, the Israelis are, the, are definitely a, a quality over quantity army. Yeah. As um, by comparison, you get onto the next force, which is the Egyptians. Um, and the Egyptians, obviously, are the probably the main protagonists of this, of this in both wars. In that NASA basically starts it twice. Um, well, that's the starts at the first time, and his replacement starts at the second time. Um, and so these guys, they're very much formed around the sort of the Soviet style of operation. Yep. Um, and they are basically a conscript force. So they represent a, they're basically what we call conf, um, confident conscript. And that generally courage four plus and skill five plus. So again, they got a lot of tank options. They got T62 for their um, Yom Kippur. And then in the actual six-day war, and both, I should say, they got T54. And I, yeah. Yeah. And then very much more six-day wars, IS-3, T34, and Centurion tank battalions. Um, they had a few Centurions from before they really um, broke away from the British influence. So very much early marks compared to what the Israelis have. And with a 20 pounder gun, lower armor. And then yeah, you got. Sorry, yeah, it's sorry. very quick while I talk about guns. It's important to note, especially with the Israeli stuff, that the same tank obviously got massively upgraded to keep it relevant over, you know, between the two conflicts. Mm-hmm. So, one of the things that I often stumble over is stuff like the, um, the Magach. It's sort of thinking, oh, yeah, great, I've got Magatches, and you, you write down the points for the smaller gun version, make it, you know, the 90 mil, make an army list, and then you realise that, oh, actually, that's AT-16, so that's not going to be doing much against T-55s, T-64s. Yep. So it's... Yep. that That's where the, the early, late mix really comes into it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, carry on. Sorry, I was just. Sorry, <laughs> right. no, 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 it's, it's a good point. Obviously, in the Six Day War, they had they had to um, throw those um, ninety mil guns versus T fifty T fifty fours. But yeah, so then, then they have four infantry choices. Um, the first one is Duncan's favourite, which is the Thunderbolt Battalion. Oh so man, got, that's so good. In that length for the next section. So <laughs> yep. You then got. 
The next section is um, very much the Yom Kippur choice, which is their um, BMP-1 mechanised battalion. And they'd um, yep. benefit from a big investment by the, so- by the Soviets into buying lots of IF- um, IFEs. You then have the BTR Mech Battalion, which is either the BTR-152 or the BTR-60. Um, that's applicable to both wars. But again, you've got, you got like a massive infantry there with the option of taking um, anti-tank missiles and the like. And then finally, you have the Infantry Battalion, which is very much like um, a sort of static line force. Um, it's like a fortress company almost, isn't it? Yeah, so it's very much representing the sort of six-day war force where the Israelis are attacking into the, you know, into the Sinai, basically. There probably is still some use for it in Yonga Pur, but um, yeah, it's a very static force. And then the Egyptians then have the benefit of, like, like Israelis, air support, anti-air, recce. Um, they also get like, extra anti-tank missiles um, and rocket artillery with the hail. So, yeah. You missed, you missed the best Egyptian support option. The SU one two one two twos? No, just the S the SU yeah, the SU one hundred. Oh SU one hundred, sorry. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh yes, the best recce in the game. The little doom turtle that can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah. that's that's probably yeah, the, the Egyptians. If you go on to the next major belligerent in Syria it's yeah. kind of a rinse and repeat, but worse, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, because so the Syrians are are fearless, which is good, but then also <laughs> not even conscript because they're skill six. Um, so this, you have this no is the first have... time skill six, I think, appeared anywhere, hadn't it? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I don't think we've still seen have... it. Yeah. If you look at the infantry, it's still um, assault and a five plus, like uh, most like yep. Egyptian force do. <laughs> um. And they're still Courage 4, but they're Morale 3. So they're not going to break easily. And they're Counter-Attack 3, so they're not going to give up ground. <coughs> I think that's just there to represent how much an issue the, um, the Israelis had trying to beat these guys off the Goran Heights. Because they were you know, they're just holding until literally dis- they dissolved effectively. Um, but you are paying for that by, by also represents the fact they were massively centralised. Um, so you can't really do orders because you know, the officers just don't sell level initiative. Yeah. And you can't do much more than pre-planned artillery because you're not going to rate on the six plus ranging in to give you a real issue. Yeah, I think the observer might. Does the observer give him a little boost? I think it might do, but I can't remember. But yeah, the artillery yeah, is troublesome. The observers use the use the World War Two rules. So they actually get a plus one like the Team Yankee ones do. Oh. Just a, an extra a pair of eyes, basically, called the firing. So, yeah, also, there's some attraction in the series. Like, say, they you just have to learn not to not to be reliant on um, orders of them following me. Yeah, if you like a lot of tanks, a lot and a lot of tanks, like assaulted. <laughs> yeah, it kind I of feels like you, you know, yeah. when you make too many cups and try to make two cups of tea out of the same tea bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, um, are they? I don't. I can't remember if they're dramatically different in points either. They're generally sure they more expensive. Are. You're paying for the fearless, bizarrely. Yeah, so sixty-two. I think like one point yeah. more expensive than the Egyptians generally. 
55 is 39. 54, sorry, is 39. Syrian 54 is 41. Yeah, so two points more on a 54 company for a full size. So you're right, they're a tiny bit more expensive. Yeah. Mm. Sad trombone noises. <laughs> but they do boast the, wor- the worst pound per point unit. They do. They certainly do. That we, you know, I, I challenge anyone to find a worse one. Because <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Which one's that? The, the Panzer Four Bunkers. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, when I worked them out, they were horrifically expensive. Yeah. A, a point each, you need... Yeah, a Panzer Four model plus the uh, um, entrenchment Durgin one. <laughs> yep, one whole point. I mean, yeah, I mean, Syrians are—they're they are a funny one. I think they have got some mileage, but you just can't ask them to do anything. Yeah, a bit wacky. They're very up, straight up and down, aren't they? Yeah. It, oh, you expect me. to be points on artillery, but no, no. Right, and the final and then, I guess we come on to the end. Yeah, there's Jordanian, yeah, the Royal Jordanian Army. The guys didn't really want to be there both times. To be fair, to say. <laughs> um, so these are slightly different in that they don't follow the Soviet model. They're very much run the British model of um, formation. So they have, they have troops and squadrons for tanks and mechanised companies rather than battalions for the infantry. But um, other than that, stat-wise, they don't follow the Egyptian model of being um, confidence conscripts. It's a shame because I think it undersells the fact that generally a lot of the officers were more you know, sort of Sandhurst trained and... I think, but then you have the whole issue that they were from different sort of, um, I'm going to say race, that's probably the wrong word, but for um, they, a lot of the infantry are Bedouin, where the, where the actual officers came from the actual um, Arab side, as it were. So. Different cultures. Yeah, different cultures, that's it, yeah. Um, but you get um, a choice of centurions or um, M48s. Yep. For your chip tanks. So that's a bit different. Yep. Yep. And then for um, Yom Kippur, you can even have um, Centurions with a 105 gun. But basically, they realised a 20 pounder wasn't cut- cutting it, so they regunned. <laughs> After bizarrely <laughs> having, a, having a fight versus Assyrians, which is, um, you know. And then they have infantry. They either have um, M113 mounted infantry, because they were buying lots of kit from the Americans, like the M48 and the M113. Or they have um, infantry, um, defensive infantry like the Egyptians do, but pretty much the same thing for fighting around Jerusalem. So you get lots of bunkers, um, recorders, rifles, and 4.2 inch guns. And in yeah, support, they can have 25 pounders. So the best, definitely the best option. <laughs> I think it's definitely worth speaking a little bit about the, the fact that the, the three. Um, Egyptian Syrians and Jordanians can have those defensive formations, which in version four now is, is quite a rare thing to get in, you know, as a main list, so to speak, without having to use like the command cards on it. Um, and how it massively changes the way the game plays. Yeah, 
I mean, they have like barbed wire enclosures and um, bunkers, that kind of thing. So yeah, nests and HMGs and things like that. Yeah, so it mixes things up quite nicely. All right, um, so that gives you sort of an overview on the forces. So I think next we're going to talk about what our, what our forces are, the ones we use on a day-to-day basis. So, um, Duncan, you want to talk about your Thunderbolt company? Yes, yes. I've got a lovely bunch of Thunderbolt companies. Um, so they are the Tasaka Commando Battalions. Um, so they were probably more highly trained than the regular Egyptian army. Um, I think they were 73 only. So they were Yom Kippur and they were the first guys over the Suez. Um, and so you get a, a, a different makeup. They're not like the armored infantry and they're definitely not like um, the static um, the static uh, fortified companies. You've got information, you've got three Thunderbolt companies and then you've also got, interestingly, I think they might be unique in this, that you get some uh, hails information and the hails are very good. I like these. Yes, these come in all the time. No, no, not not in this period, uh, and, and certainly not in any of the Flames books. Having um, integral artillery is a bit of a rarity. Mm-hmm. So the Thunderbolt companies—they come at a price, though. I mean, you've got an extremely good morale. Their their courage, morale, and rally three—they're still hit on threes, um, right. but they they do attack and counterattack better. So they're hit on fours in assault. They're skill four, and they can ca- they counterattack on a three as well. So they really they really are your kind of tip of the spear um, troops. They're mostly armed with uh, AK forty sevens and mm-hmm. RPGs, uh, but you can add a couple of saggers in and some Grail missiles, which is nice. So uh, my favourite with this is to take the formation. It's usually the mid size formation because I find that the big one is quite expensive. Um, so you get nine AK uh, 40, uh, 47 stands, six RPGs, and a Saga. Uh, throw in another Saga, and then add in the Grail missile as well, because the Grail you can uh, drop off, and it gives you some anti-air cover. Yeah. So they're actually quite it's quite cheap. So if you get three of those companies, and then the um, the uh, BM21s in formation, uh, that allows you, it, it, roughly speaking, that, that takes something like, 70 points so you've still got 30 odd points of support you can also then take jeez so That's yeah they're, they're pretty pretty chunky do. i mean that times i faced them and you've had like is is2s and t62s and extra saggers and all those toad gun yep. artillery it's a lot of stuff to face it's the fact that the rpg yeah, sets I, I, are absolutely lethal mm, whereas i'm like in um Team Yankee, most of the man, you know, most of the man portable RPGs, you've got chances to save against. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty handy. I mean, I like to take the second Saga and then drop those Sagas off and give myself sort of covering fire as well. Mm-hmm. So that gives me six Saga missiles then to sort of just take pot shots across, you know, the table. They're, uh, I think they're 80 18. Yeah. So, yeah they're they're going to hurt most stuff um so yeah that that's kind of the core of my force i then got um i've got picked up all kinds of things and actually lockdown's not been good for that either so i've got 
T55s now and uh, T62s. What I really like about the T55 and T62 formations is that you can take um, one of those mechanized uh, BMP formations or companies mm -hmm. in the formation itself. So very much like the Team Yankee Soviets where you can take a, a infantry unit mixed in with the um, the tanks, you can do that with the Egyptians. And it, you know those Sagas are horrible on the BMP1s in, in this period. Um, yes. So they're they're very strong as well. Um, I think they're, they're nice formations. I find the sixty two is a little bit pricey, um, but that's I think that's just just um, reflects how you know good a tank it was for that period. I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, that one um, Speedball one fifteen really packs a punch. So. Yeah. And um, I think from yeah for me the. I guess that I think I look a lot of the time I look at infantry armies anyway, but I think with the Egyptians there's there's good balance in the infantry and good balance in the the tank formations as well. I don't think there's a bad choice per se. I think they've all got their um their foibles. I haven't looked too hard at the um the fortified company. Um but you obviously get the baked in fortifications and, and wire and stuff in that, which which could be very handy. Yeah, so I'll like give it a go once I've got like a more than six day war is ready for us built up. I'm sure. Yeah, that I, I my personal opinion I think is that the Egyptians are probably the more rounded than the or the force than the Syrians. So I think that's why I gravitate to them. I mean, the Thunderbolt Company just look cool anyway. They got yes. cool camo, which is always a bonus. Um, the other the other thing I really like on them is that they can use they got very cheap artillery in support. So you've got good good ways to deal with the Israelis because as we'll come on to, the Israelis' are, infantry is extremely strong. Yes, yeah. But yeah, so um, talk about Israelis. So I, um, back when we did our fate of a four, fate of four players, um, I went with the Israelis. Yep. I went with the um, Magak 6 for the Yonka Per-style forces. That's mostly because I tried to be cheap. Yeah, cheating. <coughs> blatant, blatant cheating and gaming the system there. <laughs> I think that well, that starter set was a bulk of my army because my is basically the king tiger of the, of the Yonkapur period. Um, they're really tough. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're front armor 15, which when most guns are 16 is pretty, you know, pretty shiny. Um, they're fairly mobile. Um, all the bells and whistles of. Well, I think the other thing we should probably mention, actually, when we're talking about the Magak uh, Six, is that much a bit, well, very like Team Yankee, when stuff hits, it tends to either do nothing or explode. Mm -hmm. So, and that, I think actually the the armor certainly hasn't caught up with the guns in um, in uh, Fate of a Nation. So when you hit something with your yeah, 120 mil smoothbore round or 105 round, it tends to make a god-awful mess. Oh, yes. Yeah, because it's, it's packing, yeah. it's packing um, the, the, M, the M68 105mm, which is, um, A, it's got the range to reach out with a 40-inch range. It's got eight tank 18, which will get through even the um, tough tanks like the IS-2 and the um, T-60s and that kind of thing. And it's got brutal, so if, if I, even if I have to um, sort of deal with infantry, it's going to be re-rolling hits, um, re-rolling saves. It's got, it's got a nice machine guns as well, isn't it? 
Yep, you can put out four, four machine gun shots because it's got the 50 cal and the um, 7.62 machine gun as well. So it's, it's, a, it's a tough old tank. <coughs> Interestingly, it was only remount 4 plus because they had a problem with their um, hydraulic fuel being inflammable. So <laughs> crews tend to get out and want to stay out of the tanks. Um, when you compare it to the Centurions, which are um, remount 3 plus, and even the Shermans are remount 3 plus. The Magak and the Magak 6s are both remount 4 plus. The amount of times I've had my units be bailed and then not get back in has been. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and then the other it's guy no, runs away. Yeah, because especially if you're running a two, because they're so expensive, you're running a two tank platoon, which is, um, yeah. And that's the thing, the upper VR, incredibly expensive. Like three of them is 36 points. So, yeah. The points go Who's very not? quickly. Yeah. Would you would you say that based on the experience they're a better support tank than they are a company tank then? I would say so, yeah. I think um if I was gonna go if I was to do this again, I probably would have gone with the show it. Yeah. I think the show it although it's still quite pricey, but um thirty six points is buying you four show rather than three Magak sixes. Yes, the armor is lower at thirteen and six, and it's definitely not as fast. Um, but it's buying you, still buying that one or five millimeter gun. Um, remount three plus, you just cover so much more ground. Plus, their um, their formation is actually slightly more useful because it has the option of the mortar platoon in formation. Oh yeah, which is just the Magak sixes don't get. So that's the 120, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, a tasty little armored armored mortar unit in in formation. Mm-hmm. So I also backed that up with the um, M113 mounted infantry, again, to fit the Yonka Per theme. And the Israeli infantry have been the godsend of that army. Oh, God. Yeah, horrific. I mean, the only thing I say against them is their remount 4 plus. Uh, sorry, the rally 4 plus. That, that's yep. literally the only thing you could, you could hold against them. Because they're um, otherwise. They, you know, they're cautious. They hit on four plus. Um, they, they're sorry, only assault four plus. So they're not quite as punchy as assault, but they put so much firepower. You got seven FM fouls, which are which are one shot each. But you know, they're backed up by a by a mag team, which is rate fire five. <coughs> and the best thing is, they've got these little anti-tank rifle grenades, which are anti-tank thirteen. Oh, those things. And four four inch range, but um, yeah. They really put off yeah, of it. Uh, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I think that their infantry is is probably the strongest, based on the experience I've had trying to take out one of your platoons of infantry. Yeah. The idea that you might have a company up your sleeve is terrifying. Yeah, I think I think I think there's a lot to be said for doing a Israeli infantry force and then having tanks in support. Yeah. Can you do that in their formation? I think you can, can't you? No, you can't. No, no you can't. we're not saying not in the M113. For um, yeah, not the M the M3 mech is a bit more flexible than what it has, but even that doesn't have tanks in formation. But you can have infantry platoons in formation with some of the tanks, like the Magak Six. So you can have an M113 platoon as part of the formation, which helped make the formation have some sticking power to it. Hmm. Right, um, so Eddie, you want to talk about 
your Egyptian BTRs? Yeah, well, it's I, I went the other direction with the favor for gamers thing and just totally lost all sense of scale proportion and went for quantity, quantity, and more quantity. Um, so I love the idea of X World War II Soviet kit being used in warfare where it's completely outclassed. Um, <laughs> so I actually went for a max T-34 tank battalion, <laughs> which is three platoons of 10 T-34s with a command tank. So that was 11, uh, which racked in at a whopping uh, 31 points. Wow. Um, yeah. And then I added the six SU-100s as a support choice, uh, which I believe is like another probably six points. Yeah, they're a point each. Yep. Yeah, they're a point each as well. Uh, so I ended up having to actually take a T-54 company just to spend some points. Um, and uh, yeah, so a T-54 company with some ZSU-57s and then a BTR-60 mech company to have some infantry to go with it. So I just had just basically points spare. And I was like, well, infantry and transports, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually having started to play with it, I've actually fallen in love with the T-54s. Uh, they are sexy, sexy tanks. They are sexy little tanks. And they are, in my opinion, better than the 62s. Oh, that's controversy. Okay. I think the T-62, you pay for a lot of stuff you don't need. Okay. Because um, what is it? Three T-62s are 12 points. So you save a point, a point, you know, on, on the smaller platoons. But when you rack it up, 10, T-30, T, uh, 10 T-54s are 39 Whereas 10 T-62s are 47. Right. Yeah. You've got to run. Small, small Egyptian tank companies don't, aren't where it's at. You need, you need the volume because a good round of Israeli fire and you could quite easily lose four or five tanks. So if you've only got six or seven in the platoon and you lose four or five, then you, you what you've got left is, crippled then you've only got four you know you've only got two or three shots coming at them whereas if you've got a full platoon of 10 and you take the fire to get in a good position with your eight of fire one slow firing gun you know next turn those five or six shots stand a good chance of wiping out those two or three israeli tanks mm-hmm. so uh for me it's all about big 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 platoons um the T-34s, <laughs> the games that we played. The Wonder uh, Weapons. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, you know, most things you need to get. We, we had the most swingiest of the small-scale fights because obviously Lee's Magatch um, sixes. Nothing I could do to the front. And I was just waiting for ones on the side armour. Um, yeah. But still, uh, I, guess I, I, I couldn't kill you fast enough. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> just when they're a point of tank, the idea of taking thirty odd tanks is just, you know, you're going to win eventually. It's just how much you lose in the, the way of doing it. Um, yeah. 
Way retired somebody who's got an infantry company because they've all got 12 and a half centimeter, 12.7 centimeter discus on top as well. So basically, they've all, they've all got 50 I think my, I think my, I think if I had an infantry company, I would have fared a lot better versus you. Yes, because you've got the best infantry in any any battlefront game. I think you would have fared better, but then that's a lot of a lot of fire coming your way. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, or just sit at 28, 28 inches and, and lobbing three up firepower shots. Well, you were so distraught with, with that, Lade. You sold them, didn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, I just realised it wasn't going to be, you know, I wasn't going to be that guy and just run this over and over again. Um, so I, I've still got the one platoon of 10 because I still love. Everything looks better in desert camo, and T-34s yep. in desert camo look amazing. Yeah. Um, so I've still got the opportunity of 10 to run as a support choice, because it's, you know, 10 points for 10 tanks, um, for my T-54 company. Um, and it's just kind of grown, especially once the Iraqi stuff for Team Yankee came out. I was like, oh, there's quite a good chance to cross some stuff over here. So everything's Soviet and desert. It's just been multiplying more and more and more. <laughs> um, but there's just so much. It's just like you sit there and you kind of go, oh, I've always wanted to get some Centurions. Well, I'll pick up a box because you can use them in this list. Oh, IS-3s, they're pretty cool. I'll pick up a box because you can use them as a, you know, a hodgepodge force. Oh, Hales. Oh, okay, yeah, well, I've got some spare of those. Chuck those in there. And you just end up with this just massive block of desert Soviet gear. Yes, you do. Isn't it wonderful? And then the Shilkers come in, and then you're like, oh. But for the infantry, I thought I'd go BTR-60, because I thought everyone else would go BMP. And uh, these gigantic... So absolutely ma- BTR-60s are absolutely massive. Um, gigantic wheeled behemoths just trundling around. Um, Pointlessly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, just just like big a flock of elephants. Yeah. Um, yeah, so stuck those in, and uh, I've got most of it. He says painted-ish, maybe. But yeah, I want it yeah, to be all of, the most painted all thing my, sold. <laughs> I say all of my phone is painted apart from my BMP infantry. Yeah. That that is all. Oh, and big mix. Gotta have the mix. Mix seventeens. Um because if they actually do if they do well you have to have them, of course you do. Because if they do anything if they if they achieve anything during the game, that is a massive win. And that includes getting shot down. (laughs) Didn't when we played that big game, didn't they get shot down by Israeli Jeeps? Yep. Jeep MGs took down MIGs. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of something out really. Hit on threes with a five up save. It's like the world's most fragile aeroplane. <laughs> I think that's the same as the, the, the Piper Cub AOP. <laughs> wow, that's dark that's, that's dark, <laughs> isn't it? Oh they do they do have fast jets, so unless you've got dedicated AA radar, I think you, you do get plus one to hit, so it's hit on fours. Yes. But... 
for it's a getting shredded by fifty cans. Mm. Yeah, so they they only have two shots each with their cannon, or they can drop their bombs. Um, but they've only really got a five up skill, so you're ranging in on sixes normally. So, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Right. That's not long now. No, hopefully not. Home stretch. And it's nice to see Dyceline was saying when they can be open again for games. It's like, there you are, put the calendar. I totally misread that post. <laughs> I, I, I saw you did. See, they, yeah. yeah, obviously they said, you know, there's it it much excitement. And I read it as there's much regret. And I was like, oh, God, no, what are they announcing? <laughs> um, no, all good. So, we've gone a little bit through. Where, where do you start? Do you want to talk about where you start? I was going to. I was going to say why. Yeah, why? I was going to say why do you think it's rather than where do you start? I can say why do you think it is the best system? What what about it is okay. different to Team Yankee? And... I'm interested to see what you guys think. Yeah. So it's. Um, I think I think it's the best system purely because it's. The self-contained nature of it makes it a lot easier to have the forces balanced to each other. Um, certainly when it comes to the Egyptians versus Israelis. And yet even though they are sort of contained, you still have a lot of options on how you feel those forces, whether you go with the high-end tanks or low-end tanks, or you go massed infantry or elite infantry. Um, I've, I think sometimes for Jordanians come off being a little bit like um, a third party here, and they don't really have much going for them other than being basically Arabs in American British kit. Um, it would be nice if they'd been a slightly, slightly more flavour to them. But um, when you're dealing with the main conflict, like I said, Egyptians versus Israelis, it just works so nicely in terms of um, playing off the two forces. Duncan? At least stolen all my thunder. No, um, I, I think it is balance. It, if it, the games feel, I don't think we've ever had one where it didn't feel like anything could turn on a knife edge as well. So there was always moments of, um, you know, drama if you like. Uh, when, whenever there were turning points as well, it felt like it was, it was never a sure thing. And I, I like that the, the idea of that that you know, a couple of good dice rolls here or there could actually decide just the whole game in, in essence but i think lee's right there, there's there is everything that you want in each force each of the forces also has flavor i think i think you're right that the jordanians don't but even if it is just you know um these are like you said uh, american and british equipped arab forces that that in itself is some flavor it's something different again so um but yeah i think that there's they all have their place if you like and they all have their own unique um attributes like from you know the, the thunderbolt company is unique to the egyptians but then you've got you know you've got um the fortress companies on both sides are different again you've got the uh, israelis with the sagat uh, sayer company sorry for the recce and paratroopers and 
So you've got all these different options, but everything's still contained. It doesn't feel too weighty either or unwieldy. You know, like how some of the B3 books were, you know, huge with list upon list upon list. It's probably the same size as something like Atlantic Wall, and it's got four different nations in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's that's probably it for me. I just I think it leads right. It, is, it just feels balanced. It feels it does feel like everything is well costed. I think it is because the like you said the self-contained nature of the conflict. They didn't have to worry about other options. It's just these four. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one like one of the nice things is even if the Magak Six is the top end tag in the game, it's still not unkillable. No. Yeah. By the sort of majority of the of the Egyptian tanks, like their um T, the T series, and say the Sag was a great careful, level. Yeah, yeah. I, every time I got Blase with them, I've I've lost the game. <laughs> We've got to the point where Leo Leo extended was like the the um, line in in everyone with battle reports yep. where it all went horribly wrong. <laughs> Especially when I baited you with those SU one hundreds. Come kill me! Come kill me! Oh, all right. Why. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's that's kind of what I like with it in terms of the obviously the formation. The the fortified companies are different in themselves, but the, there's only one or two formations in the inter, you know, well, three formations in the book rather. Sorry, but for everything else, it kind of promotes the game as being a swirling sparring match. You know, everything has mobility. Everything has, you know, everyone's looking for that side armor for that breakthrough. So you end up, you know, with that swirling melee of a game that it is, you know, teetering on a knife edge as to one good turn here, one good round of shooting there, you know, really can swing it either way for it, but for both sides, you know. Yeah, and I think Lee's right as well with things like the M60 and the T62. Yeah, they're, they're like the alpha tanks, if you like, of that period, but they're still they're still vulnerable. They're not unkillable by any stretch of the imagination. They can't operate with impunity. You still have to think about everything. Yeah. So, where do you start now that we've convinced you to play Play of a Nation? So I yeah so say with Israelis, um, I think I say was was there a Centurion starter for the Israelis? Or was it just Magak six? No, there's not. It's just Magak sixes. Yeah, there was there was only <clears> one for each. Yeah. So Magak six was good, but I think in hindsight, buying the Jordanian starter box and doing show us is probably a better option. I think it's a much more user friendly tank. So the yeah the Jordanian comes with five Centurions, and then two M forty two Dusters. Yeah, so buy two of those, then give the Dusters to um, a, a non player to use. Because um, unfortunately, the Israelis don't use Dusters, but um, the actual it's the cheapest way of buying the Shoats, I think. And like I say, two boxes of those will give you a two strong HQ, and two yep. um, four strong um, Shoat platoons, which is a good start. Then throw an infantry blister, um, some M113s, and some M120 mortars, and you're you're pretty much good to go as a self-contained force. Nice. How about how about the Arab side, the Egyptian side? 
That T54 tank battalion is such a good box. Because you get nine T54s and then two Shilkers. Or if you don't want the Shilkers and you want to go old school, you can buy the uh, the NARM uh, PAVN box, which has nine T54s and two of the ZSU long barreled open topped crazy things they had. The uh, ZSU 57. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you don't get decals or cards, unit cards in any of these boxes. So as you have to buy those separately anyway, you can mix and match between the NARM and the uh, Fate of Nation boxes just to get your lovely tanks and spray them desert coloured and put the chipping on. Blah. Um, and then, yeah, the funny thing is you, you, there's there's such a cost-effective way to get the main bulk of your tank force, and then you kind of yeah. had to bulk it going, and I'm going to get this really cheap 20-point, you know, 15-point infantry unit and end up spending more than you did on the tanks on the infantry unit because you have to buy the, 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 the massive company itself, which is going to rack in at about 15 teams, well, sorry, BTR, BTR company. <laughs> so BTR Met Company has three Blinderside bazooka teams, two PKM LMG teams, which are on the large bases, 13 AK-47 stands, and then a formation commander. Yeah. So that's, they aren't cheap because it's a, a weighty pack of metal. And then to drive a, drive them around, you need to buy two plastic boxes of the uh, whatever transports. <laughs> so you end up kind of going, well, this this twenty point unit is now quite a sizable financial investment in and and in time to paint it all. Yeah. However, that said, they are chuffing awesome hmm. because they are just so massive that you can just be very callous with your your poor little toy soldiers' lives. And run across open ground, laughing. I, I I remember once you doing that versus Mice Radio Infantry. I think all they had backed up was was a HQ Megak Six, <laughs> and I was just struggling to make an impact on them. Um, <laughs> even with the brutal, even with the FM Mag machine gun, even with the M113 firing their 50 cows, they just kept on coming. AK47 welding nutters. There's a lot to be said for it. Oh, definitely. Well, it's just putting pressure on people. Yep, you got enough RPGs to make someone think. Off you go. Or blind the sides in your case. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've I've gone very much uh, six day war with my stuff. So lots of early weird and wacky tanks. Um, and then as as and when I've collected bits from Team Yankee and you know. Realised that oh I don't really want to use hails in my Polish army because I got the Danas. Oh I'll just paint those desert coloured and uh, lo and behold reinforcements for uh, my Egyptians. Hails are awesome. They are in this. No, they're just they're just awesome. He doesn't have a truck with a massive, you know, volley of uh, missiles off the back of it. Pew pew. <laughs> Whoever's on the other end, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Eddie Stobot on a really bad day. So. 
It's just the fact that you got like the the old Zis one hundred millimeters anti tank guns. Mm. You know, and then the next unit down is a Saga guide, you know, very first anti tank guided wisp, you know, guided missiles. Such a weird mismatch of kit and. Well, nothing gets retired, does it? Really, no. that's the thing as well. It just gets repurposed, and you know, it might get pushed to a second line unit because I think even like M48s and stuff like that were still mm-hmm. knocking around. I don't think they were in frontline duty in '73, but I don't think you know. the Arabs get to retire kit because generally they lose it and he's ready to repurpose it later. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine. Yeah. It's like towards the end of the Young Compare when they're basically, you know, um, the end of the six day war when they're basically they are massively steamrolling. And they just basically start doing, not shooting the kill tanks, they start shooting to the sable so they can capture the catcher as war booty later. That's why it's always T55 rounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the M113s are mostly Jordanian in origin, which is. Uh... <laughs> mine, mine, mine. Mate, yeah. mate. <laughs> Anyone going to argue? Nope. Good. Right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I think I think the starter sets are a very good ways to go. In all honesty, they're they're very 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 good value for money. Um, yeah. The only thing against... sure you need... yeah. Oh, I think I guess is they get they're getting harder to find because I'm not entirely convinced they're being continued. So they are out there. They do um, require some tracking down, but if you can get hold of them, it's definitely the best way. Well, I think a lot oh. of people, a lot of a lot of stores started to list them, and then they've sat around, you know, and not been taken up from the local gaming stores. But I still, yeah. I think Battlefront are still doing them. They are. If you head over to uh, AWI. Um, was it awi.teamyankee.com? Oh. Yeah, because it's on the se- weird separate web store. It is, and Team Yankee's hyphenated, so it's awi.team-yankee.com. Uh, um, oh, it's got all of the Fate of the Nation stuff on it. Yeah. That's got all of the um, inventory and stuff. That website does actually tell you if it's in stock or not, which is. It does. It has it has that uh, yeah essential feature. <laughs> of any modern web commerce, yes, it's a surprise it hasn't rolled back for. But hey, <laughs> but it's got all the um, all the various nations laid out there, and it's got all the options, which is which is lovely. Mm. Top tip: don't base sagas on like three to a base. They look mental. Do it. Do it was too crowded. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a firing squad. <laughs> yeah, I think I found it with all the um, Soviet-style um, weapon teams. Certainly on the missile, yeah. the anti-tank missiles, it's not so bad with the PKMs and the man pads, but yeah, anti-tank missiles just look so bolt. Yeah, I, I stripped it. one out and it looked a lot better. I had the same thing when I was doing those 84s for my VDV, and it was just like, you know, putting three of them onto one base. The base just filled up so quickly. It's just, yeah. There's not enough space. There's not enough elbow room. Uh, 
I actually think the only thing with those starters that you, you're going to struggle with sometimes is um, the anti-aircraft options. <laughs> Just because I, I don't even think they were necessarily required within the box. If that makes sense. I always looked and went, oh, I've got some shilkers. Yeah, cool. They do give you a nice light vehicle deterrent. Jeeps and Recky whizzing around. Yeah. I, I just think that, yeah, they're bonkers value. I mean, without them, and there's two resin models in there. I've just found a picture of the War Games Illustrated that Fate of a Nation launched with. And it is from October 2013. Yikes. Which is a lot longer ago than I thought it was. Eight years. I've still not painted my first army. <laughs> Got an entire, entire Israeli uh, parachute jeep company <laughs> knocking around. <sighs> is that in stories like a one, two, seven? Uh, the answer to that is yes. Okay. It's somewhere. Secret about your person. Yeah. Well, back then it was a case of all the the T54s were still in metal and resin. Yeah. So it was a bit of an insane thing to try and play, but now they're plastic. It's a lot better. Should we do some officer answers? Yeah, that's a regular idea. So uh, from our Facebook page, some of our great listeners have asked us some questions. So Rafael Antonio Rodriguez asks, a good place to start. With Israeli Super Shermans, is it a good tank compared to others? It's definitely a sexy tank. Mm-hmm. Veteran C is definitely its armour as well. Yes, it's it's a it's a glass cannon, but what a cannon! I mean, what uh, a cannon. especially that one of the, the Ice Sherman that's one hundred five. Yeah, if you guys have never yep. seen these models, go look at them because it's enough to make you want to start playing. That, yeah, it's an awesome looking yeah. tank. I guess it's basically like a, a cast hole Sherman, which is always the sexiest of Shermans, with the EZ8 <laughs> suspension, which makes it even better, and then whack a massive, oversized 105mm gun into a turret not much bigger than um, a 76, 76's turret. I'm still so, not sure how they did that. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive, engineering. But, I mean, it, it, it's got um, an anti-tank 17 shot, and it's still brutal. <laughs> Yeah. It's it, it heat, but there's no era armor or anything like that in this in this game, so that doesn't matter. In a um, in a front armor six chassis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I, that's the thing. I think you've got to with, with this. You've got to choose your shots. You've got to maneuver around, and then use that skill to blitz up a, you know, into a firing shot. Squeeze off the shots. Hope then you fluff up the return fire and like shoot and skew on the next turn to get out back out of sight. They remind me of Marders. Yeah, yeah. Like World War Two Marders, so you've got to make your shots count, and you've got to take, you've got to reduce the amount of um, fire you take back because you're not going to survive it. No. But I mean, best place to start with them, I'd say, would be to get. Look, it's a max out. Go all three platoons and a full strength HQ 
I mean, even that is still um, 10, 20, 30. I mean, all that's going to be points. Yeah. But, I mean, you throw, throw, throw in the mech platoon and the 120s and then back them up with one of the super, like um, either Shoats or M60s or no, sort of the Gaks to give you a sort of a, a something that can soak up the fire while you're manoeuvring the Shermans. Distraction. Mm. Distraction M60s. I know Ben was always planning to do their, um, have their, uh, have the ice Shermans as his force, and then have the Turan fives as they're um, soak this like, sort of force for soaking up. Yeah. They're cheap as well, and just pair those two together as a strength formation. I thought so. It would have worked quite nicely. There is one elephant in the room when it comes to the uh, Israeli specialist tanks. It's so expensive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know. Being metal, metal and resin, only available direct, so it's full retail. They are. Are they nine quid a tank? Eight quid a tank? Something like that. I'm looking now to see, because obviously we've had the price rise since the last time I looked. Uh, Yeah, look at AIS BX03, I think. Yeah, I'm just bringing up the armor on the website. Uh, I can give you two in dollars because that is apparently the currency of the. <laughs> is that what you've selected? No, no, that's that's what is automatically gone because of because of oh. where I am. It's the oh two two Ishermans is sixteen pounds fifty. Yeah, so about eight quid each, eight eight pound fifty each then. Yeah. And how many did you just wheel off then? Uh, four, eight, twelve, fourteen. <laughs> And yeah. they're, only, they're like eight points for two? They're four points. Yeah, four points each. Yeah. But, yeah. but that being said, they, I, you know, I still think you can get a decent army for 150 quid. Yes. So, uh, yes, th- this stuff isn't cheap, but still, it's still viable compared to other... Games. Oh, yeah. I don't think you know, oh, yeah. hundred point sure. force is going to see you back too much. I mean, the, so the other thing, yeah. the other thing I would say as well is, if you're starting off, you don't have to start at hundred points. In fact, don't. Yeah. Do not start at hundred points. Because we had we playing fifty. Fifty point games. Yeah. Or Lee didn't. Lee didn't have any good fifty point games or, or <laughs> 75 point games or that's just because he's he can't roll you know he keeps rolling ones that's his problem yeah that doesn't help but no, I, I definitely think that you can es- you can build an escalation into this definitely yeah I think it worked really well for us but it's playing those 50 point games and getting getting them on the table and actually rolling some dice and then adding it just adding a unit in that's that's how my Egyptians have been built up. Is just oh, I'm going to add another unit. Oh, I'm going to add another unit. It's definitely the way forward. I I, th- I think the Ishmael is a good. I think it's a good secondary formation, as in have two of them because it's quite cheap. So I've, build I've, one. I've, yeah. I've got a sad confession to make. Oh. Well, I bought the two Shermans that came up in the. Lock first lockdown sale, and it wasn't until they arrived that I realized that it was uh the 76 mil Sherman and not the Isherman. 
I was a little bit gutted. I, I, I thought they were the same. I only saw the product code. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. That's the issue. But I'll get four of those because they work really well. And then they're oh, 76 mil ones. So a little bit sad. But is that, the, is that actually the 76 mil t- uh, gun? Is that the same as the AMX 13? Yep. Uh, no, that's the that's the Egyptian version. Uh, yeah, but it's a, it's it's not the same turret, but it's the same gun. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same high velocity seventy five as the MX thirteen uses. Yeah, it's not. It's not terrible, really. No, it's I know. I know. But it's just not an Yeah, it's just not an issue, is it? No. Modded Sherman. I'm sure I build them and paint them, and they look great. And I have lots mm-hmm. of fun driving around the desert, shooting infantry with them. Robert J. Webb asks, before the Battle of Waterloo at the Duchess of Richmond's ball, Wellington said that on the battlefield, said that on the battlefield, Boney's hat was worth 30,000 men, but that Boney was not a gentleman. In Fate of a Nation, which commander, in your esteemed opinion, has the most valuable hat and were they gentlemen? Cheers, chaps. Wow. Fate of a Nation headwear. See, yeah, certainly this race is not outstanding headwear, but um, I'd well, say really don't, don't, don't the Israeli parrots are like really floppy berets. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not. Did Ariel uh, Sharon ever wear a beret? He's a tank commander, so I guess it, yes, he does. I just just literally look at the picture and wearing one now. Actually, um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> It's going to be, in terms of most valuable player on these race sites, it's going to be either Sharon or Bengal, probably. Again, yeah, Bengal up in the north. Um, because he basically worked out the arrows were going to hit and made sure his force was ready for him up in the, up in the north. Because he didn't have much room to fall back in the going heights, that's for sure. So certainly 7th Armour Brigade eventually you know, hold up the entire division's worth of Syrian hardware plummeting towards him. <laughs> Have I told what you about, right? Oh, I was going to say, what about um, Moshe Dayen's eye patch? Yeah, yeah. Not headwear. I mean, that's that's a strong They're look. It's still pretty alley, yeah. So you're going about with one eye, you know, you're definitely making a statement. So. Is that statement gar? Gar. <laughs> <laughs> I think obviously Sharon does have the benefit. You can definitely say he wasn't a gentleman. Suddenly his conduct post-war and like the politics was uh, maybe the go-by, but somewhat dubious. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Vic Ilong asks: Is it possible to play Fate of a Nation stuff with slash in Team Yankee in its raw state? What about with some minor changes? So yeah, I think I think it's certainly easier with some forces than others. Put it that way. Yeah, it is possible. Um, I know we, we talked previously about using Egyptian stuff as Iraqis, or um, because they've got very similar colour schemes. I know so, you know, T62s and T55s just port straight over. The BMPs port straight over. Yeah, buddy. The RPG mounted the artillery. You know, if you go for Yom Kippur um, Egyptians, 
or Yonkapur Syrians. Then yep. the latter will, will, will port across to um, Team Yankee Syrians quite nicely. Back them up with some T-72s, some gazelles, throw a couple of Milans in, into the actual infantry sections to make them, uh, give them that Syrian flavour. The same with the, um, do the same, we'll do the same with the Egyptians, give them the Iraqi flavour. And that'll do quite nicely, yeah. And the only thing I found was when I did the same with the Israelis, um, I took the Magax 6s. And what would be a very expensive um, six, you know, favorite nation army so it became a 26-point support formation for the Israelis. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> it's amazing um, what 20-odd years, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't help that um, for some reason the stabilizers the Israelis fitted after, after Yom Kippur don't apparently appear in all wars. It's like, I can redo it as the stabilizers. It'd be really handy right about now. Yeah, I'd be quite appreciative by now. Yeah. yeah. But um, I think one of the problems is, I found with Israelis is that the infantry changes quite a lot in terms yes. of formation. Obviously, they go from fowls to galleys. And uh, I'm going to try, because I, I can't get hold of a favour nation Israeli mech platoon for love nor money, I'm going to try and find a way of using the Team Yankee one as a stand-in until I can. But um, but, but, but that's going the other way, though, from Team Yankee into Vohan. Now, the only problem with is you can't, there's no real way of taking the other Israeli tanks in the Team Yankee, because it's truly no. been relegated by that point. And obviously the Jordanians are sitting this one out, as they probably would do in real life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, certainly a Yonkaper Arab force will translate quite nicely into um, Team Yankee. Well, really, and really, all the change, reduction in points just lets you buy extra support to make up for the no, like a high NA tank, basically. Yeah. Which is exactly what I've been doing. Although I then found it just becomes this weird, like, addiction of, like, what other Soviet kit can I paint desert coloured? <laughs> so I'm going, well, actually, if I take some, you know, if I add some T72s and paint them desert coloured, they can go in, go along with my T55s in my Iraqi force. And then you end up with a load of desert T55s. Sorry, uh, T-72s. Yeah. Along with my Polish company's worth. And your geckos, your gaskins. Yeah, and then your AA starts to come in, and then you're like, oh, well, you know, it was in a sale. Well, I might as well get, you know, four geckos for my Polish, and then four geckos for my Iraqis. And yeah, it all, all starts to get a bit crazy. But... <laughs> If you like that kind of thing, it's super, it's super quick to paint and to make look reasonably good, I think. Yeah. So, Always uh, looks better in desert. It does, though. That's the problem. Shilkers, especially. Oh, yeah. Well, Shilkers is pretty sexy to start off with, but yeah. <laughs> um, David Palmer asks... How can we get more players interested and hopefully facilitate a few more tournaments or narrative events? Good question. Bullying. Was... Bullying. Exactly that. Yes. Get all your yeah, friends right. listen to this podcast. Um, Tell them how much yeah. more they could have if they actually played the game. <laughs> what you do is you find, you, you find all the Egyptian players that go to these Team Yankee tournaments and fill the table up with their army and say, It'll be more fun than doing that. Playing Fate of a Nation. Anything. Yeah. Literally <laughs> anything. Yeah. 
Well, even even with Planet Dice, though, Lee, with our painted armies, people were looking over and asking what stuff was. I think that's definitely this, the, the 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 way to get people involved is yeah. to um, just yeah have them painted, make them look nice, even if it's just small armies. I think we were only playing fifty points at the time. Um, yeah, and just just play some games and and make it look attractive and fun because it, it well you won't have to make it look fun. It it is fun. Yeah. It's the best best game that Battlefront makes. It's simply said for having two um, small armies and just two intro games. You know, people really play Team Yankee and Flames of Wars. Just say, hey, you want to try this one out? And just run through it. But even maybe even hope- something like um, the Israeli starter box. Mm-hmm. Have that. And then actually the, the your objective with the Israelis is to last as long as you can. Yeah. Delayed action. That's it. Yeah. So, you have to wave, wave T thirty fours head towards you. <laughs> <laughs> See how many you can kill. A... Yeah, the screen pull. Yeah. Pull. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but even something like that, you can make that a lot of fun. And I think it, it you know, it then sells itself really. And I think actually, if we were to run an event, I wouldn't run it at hundred points. Yeah, if I'd run it at fifty or seventy-five or somewhere between the two. Because I don't think you need massive forces to make it work either, because it is so no. well balanced. Yeah. I mean, obviously, people can people can break any system, but I also think that that it encourages. I don't know why it encourages more than Team Yankee, but it seems to me whenever I was looking at stuff, it encourages me to stay in period and almost be sensible. If that makes sense. Almost. I mean, as a Bacac player, Bacac 6 player, I'm going to object to a less than 120 points, but um, yeah. <laughs> what, of T-34s? <laughs> 93 90, well, T-34s coming down the barrel at you. Infantry to hold them up for a bit. Oh, okay. Infantry, go, infantry my skirmish line, my tanks just sit back and shoot, shoot as they break yeah. in the way of infantry. <laughs> he just saw... I think it can be done. I think I think actually it'd be really nice to see. I don't know how many people in the UK actually play. I don't think I've ever seen an event run for it either, which is no. Not, I want to do one. Must admit, even if it's just like the small one, thus guys to pray ended up being. But um, it's something I'd like to try at least once. It's just do a team, do a fun event. Oh, I'm up for that. Yeah, you know when when I'm allowed to leave, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, first of all, if you want to run a favorite nation event, first of all, get the world over a global pandemic. Then, yeah, well, maybe on the was it the ever what do you call it? Not evergreen, ever bright. Um, there was a load of faux and starters. You know, <laughs> I, think, I think that was all just practice drills for the next time I have to invade across the Suez. Well, I, I did like your idea of using the water cannons to strip away the... Uh, if it's good the... enough to get through Israeli defences, it's good enough to free a container ship. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> but, yeah. Container ship landing craft. And, uh, that... That's all the questions. Was that all the questions? That's all the questions. That I can find at least. 
Uh, yeah, it was, that was it. Yeah, we're going to do it on Patreon this time. All right. So, time to shoot the scoop, guys. Yep. We need to find out which nation we are from Fate of a Nation. We need a D4 of power. D4 power, yes, we do. Okay, so... Um... The order there in the book. Right, well, I'll roll this dice first. It's what works. So one, yeah, all the, all the is the book, so it won't be Israelis yet. Yep. So two, which means it's Egyptians. Now, um, 50-50, are they Thunderbolt fund, Company? Because that makes a slight difference. No, they're stock, they're just stock Egyptians. So we're, we're skill 5+. plus. Come on. Okay, Come on. So today's dice, seems it's Confederate History Month. We're still not going to use Confederate dice. I can go in the bin. Um, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> we're good. We got. Um, I believe that is an Iron Warrior skull for forty k from um, oh my God. the big bag of custom dice. Let's oh. Confederates or not? Uh, Do I work out? It's, it's Dalla. <laughs> uh, it's the it's the army for people who don't want to paint their army, just want to get a big big metal spray can of uh, bulk of metal. Yeah. There. And then, it's and then where you struggle for three colours minimum. Yeah, and then spend four <laughs> out painted hazard stripes. That's what. See, that's where the lucky yellow hazard stripes come in to get your three colour minimum. Yeah. All right, so um, we are skill five plus. Are we going to shoot or scoot? Yes. Well, it's a skull, so I guess it's a six. Yes, it's a six. We we have success. Tried. We could be Syrians to pass that test. Woo. Wow, <laughs> shooting scooting Syrians. Yeah, that will never happen. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's not, yeah, it's not something I want to... <laughs> We've been so good this episode, we could have got away with it. <laughs> oh, but then I wouldn't get my Christmas card from GCHQ. I want a Christmas <laughs> well, you're card. Not, you're not a proper Fate of a Nation player until you've had a PayPal payment suspended for whatever. Because, oh, God. Yeah, that happened to me, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. it did. <laughs> Yeah, it did. They thought I was buying something. I was also using PayPal. Oh, the, <laughs> you know. I want that money back guarantee on my uh, Sega missiles, please. Just in case, you know. Don't mean you're not delivering. <laughs> Hello, watch list. <laughs> the Armored Train River podcast you've been listening to was Shoot and Scoop, the Fates of War podcast and the team of Breakthrough Assault and Coding UK. I was brought to you by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, and more T34s you can shake a stick at. Exactly. Oh yes! Oh my God! To step into the light.